1: Betty Network. Hour two of the nightcap here on Veasan, alongside Super Bowl champ John King. I am Tim Murray, the Lightning Cooch. Down 0-1, Rangers win six to two. More on that a little bit later on in the hour, but we got the NBA finals starting tomorrow night out in the Bay area and always love getting the perspective and having them just back on the show. Doug Kazarian from ESPN's daily wager, uh, catch it weekdays, 6. PM Eastern on ESPN, uh, Doug, always appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm fired up about this series. Sean and I have some differing opinions, curious to get your thoughts, but, uh, let's start with, uh, I guess we'll just throw you a little curveball, some NBA Finals MVP. Uh, what would be the way you would attack the MVP market, or is this a stay-away situation for you?
2: So in terms of the two favorites, I do not think whatsoever it's, it's wise to bet on Tatum or, or Curry. I just think to save a few cents, it just doesn't make sense. You're getting too cute. We've seen the NBA Finals go to the other guys, like like Iguodala and things like that. So, you know, like like I said, like, Curry's what, minus 120 instead of laying 155? I would just lay the 155. Like, don't overthink it. Now, that's for the two favorites. But once you start talking about the long shot, then there is value. I think Marcus Smart is hands down the first bet everyone should make to win MVP when he's going to be the primary defender on Curry. And I know they switch a lot of picks, but let's just, you know, the narratives really do work in the finals for this award. So I would absolutely bet Smart because he does enough offense where his offense might be, you know, two of the four wins or something like that. So I would bet him. And if you want to do Jalen Brown at 10 to one, I wouldn't fault you for it, but I absolutely think Marcus smart is a must bet. I mean, I've heard some 50 to ones are out there. I would make him like 14 to one and I would put other guys out there. I, I just, I think he's a guy who could have such an impact and have such a narrative in this final.
3: I want you to know, Doug. You just created a happy, happy co-host. in Tim Murray, he has been. What did you say about Nick Whale Tooting downtown? the horn of Marcus Smart. I love what you said about he has enough offense to the chagrin of Stephen A. Smith, who <laughs> thinks he should never shoot the basketball. But I think it's very interesting.
2: But he does. Oh, he will. He will. He He, does. Will. Oh. Have he has no conscience.
3: He'll. <laughs> to, to be a twenty-plus a game guy. Moving a little bit more towards the actual matchup itself, the perception is that Boston's had a tougher route. I think think have now. I, I think Boston's made the route tougher. They did catch Milwaukee, no Chris Middleton. Outside of Giannis, didn't seem to have a competent NBA-type pro on offense based on I think they shot less than 28% in that series. Caught Miami, who's not a juggernaut, how big a difference is it going to be going up this against this Warriors team who has four guys that are shooting 35% or better from three?
2: So I think the Warriors, they're not like a farce or anything, but I think they're definitely more um, highly regarded than they really should be. And maybe I'm not giving up enough credit, and it's not their fault who they face. Like, it's not their fault that they got to face Denver in the first round. It's not their fault that they faced the Dallas team that kind of appeared like it was just happy to be there sometimes you'd only, you know, you only play what you need to do. You don't have to go all out every possession if you're playing an inferior team. So I think we're going to see the best version of the Warriors in this series, but I think it's a huge step up in opponents though. And I think Curry's obviously spectacular, but outside of that, like, I don't, I don't think Jordan Poole's like a, a net positive out there. I think he's horrendous on defense and he forces a lot of long shots. Will he get hot? Maybe in one game. Yes. But I think he's a liability on defense to the point where like at times you almost can't play him if you know how to single him out and score on him. So like, I don't care if he's shooting over 35%. I think Clay's defense, he's even conceded. It's not the same. So Draymond's awesome on defense. And you know, Looney's been rock solid rebounding. Wiggins has been solid. Curry's much better than people realize. But if you have some of these guys out there that are huge liabilities, that team defense really suffers. Whereas I think the Celtics are an elite defense for a reason. I mean, this is the best defense we've seen in this recent era and i just don't think people realize and when you factor in the Celtics offense it's a lot better than it gets credit for there's a lot of guys who can shoot the ball um, even going to a guy like Horford right so you have a guy surrounding the 3 and then even when you have these role players like Grant Hill and some of the guys off Grant Williams excuse me and some of the guys off the bench um like uh like you know Pritchard or some of these guys Derek White. they're really tough and I think the offense is way better than people realize. And I think Golden State's defense is not as good. So I think they're front runners. I think that's why they get smacked in Memphis when they're up 3-1. It's why Dallas smacks them when they're up 3-0. I think this team is front runners and just kind of waits for them to get hot and then go from there. And then they lean on Curry and stuff like that. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a rude awakening. And depending on how it's officiated, I really like Boston in the series.
1: We're talking to Doug Kazarian at Doug ESPN. It's so interesting. I love it. I That's what I love about this series, guys, is that we do have strong opinions on both sides, right? We had Nick Whalen on last hour. All of them make sense. He like Warriors. You like the Warriors. I'm on the Celtics. Doug clearly on the Celtics. JVT likes the Celtics. It's fascinating to hear the differing opinions uh, that are out there uh, when it comes to this series. So, you know, let's go a little deeper, Doug. How would you go about – you are backing the Celtics. Would you just lay the series price? What would be your method – to backing the Celtics. If you believe, like you do, and like I do, that the Celtics will win this series, what would be your plan of attack for this series?
2: Well, you're right. It is a fascinating series, and we've seen people on both sides. It's the shortest line in a series price in the the finals in the last 15 years. So, you know, we've seen these guys like the Warriors with Durant were minus money at the beginning of the season, right? right? And we've seen some huge favorites when LeBron brought a Cast the characters to the finals, and now it's really evenly matched, right? And the Celtics would probably be favored if they had home court. I it's tough because I have Tatum at sixteen to one to win Finals MVP. I bet at the beginning of the playoffs, so I haven't really given it much thought. My only thought this week is, do I bet on the Warriors at a small pit, just a hedge? and I'm not going to because I just think you can get too cute and lose both, right? The Celtics can win, and you know, Smart can win Finals MVP or something. So. I'm, I'm going to let it sort of watch the first couple games, maybe just the first game, because I don't think there's value at three and a half. But if I was catching five, yeah, I'd love Boston.
3: Three and a half,
2: I mean, I just feel like in game wagering, you're going to be able to get a better line, frankly, on both sides. I think Boston starts strong. Like, if I were to play this, my first prop bet would be Boston at first to 10 and first to 20. I think Golden State's been off a long time. I don't think the Celtics are going to be tired at all. I mean, they played Sunday. These guys are elite athletes, and they're all young for the most part. So I think people worrying that they're going to be too tired are kind of, kind of laughable. I mean, we're talking about legit athletes. So from Sunday to Thursday, I think they will be just fine. In fact, they will be more in a rhythm than golden state will be. The one thing that's keeping me from like loading up on the Celtics is that the warriors are getting healthy where they need to be. They're getting quarterback mm-hmm. and they're getting Gary Payton, who's their best uh, defender from on the perimeter athletic, athletic wise. And that was really going to be a big miss, a big absence if they had to defend Morant longer than they did in that second round. So, I mean, when, when Porter got hurt, they could expose guys like Damian Lee and Moody, right? It's just different. Like, P- Porter's a much better defender. And then, but you factor in when these guys play, whether it be Iguodala, Porter, or Payton, their offense is going to suffer. Like, yes, Payton hit a couple short corner threes in the first round, but for the most part, I don't believe in some of these guys' offense. Like, I would let Porter shoot all day. I would definitely let Iguodala shoot all day. And he's he's definitely not the same Iggy that he was when he won finals MVP in terms of athleticism and youth. So. I think there's holes on this team that I think people are looking past because they're so used to seeing Golden State shoot the lights out, but this is not the same Golden State. And Curry, for as great as he is, and he is, he has struggled in some finals games. I mean, look, he's been awesome at times, but there's been some games where he's laid a stinker against elite defenses. So I, I wonder if the physicality and the length of Boston will really disrupt him. In fact, I actually really like player prop, Clay Thompson, under 20 and a half. I'm probably going to bet him under in every game this series because he's such a comfort zone shooter. And I think Boston's effort and Boston's length will get him off his sweet spot, force him to put the ball on the ground, which he does not want to do. He does not want to shoot off the dribble. And I think 21 is a lot to ask from Clay when there's so many other weapons and that, that defense will kind of smother him.
3: You know, Doug, one of the things that has not been talked about, at least I have not heard it as – the topic of a lot of national conversations is the advantage on the sideline from an experience standpoint. Steve Kerr has won three championships as the head coach of Golden State. Uh Emmy is in his first year um in the playoffs as a head coach specifically into this title game. Does that give Golden State an advantage? Now I know Emmy was under, you know, that San Antonio organization, which is probably if not the best, one of the top three in the NBA. So he learned a lot, you know, while there. But doing it on his own, does this give Golden State any advantage at all?
2: You know, it's a great question. On top of that, the Celtics have zero players with any finals experience. (laughs) So you have to think there's some sort of advantage. It's not like – I don't think it's going to be that big of a stage for some of these guys. I think the Celtics going deep in the playoffs the last few years was helpful for them to get over the hump this year. And I don't think they're going to be kind of rattled or whatever. And I I wonder if Udoka leans on top during the series, whether, you know, kind of aggregating some input for some mentors and things along those lines, I, it has to help a little bit, but it's, again, it's a different team for Kerr. And it's about managing players. Sean, as you know, this, there is an X's and O's component to it. Absolutely. But it's also about a coach connecting with players and every player needs to be coached differently, or at least, conversed with differently so as long as both guys can can find players to get them to do what they want and I, I think that's the hardest part of coaching getting players to do what you want them to do and i think both have proven that they are very effective at it and kerr knows how to talk to draymond you know what's up i'm john wall
4: and i'm cj Toledano. and we're starting a new podcast presented by draft kings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year
2: how to talk to Curry, he knows how to talk to Clay a little differently, and I think has demonstrated that he has all these guys connected and committed to defense, and they really believe they're here to win a title.
1: He is Doug Kazarian. Catch him on the Daily Wager, 6pm weekdays. Doug, Celtics, and how many as we <laughs> s- send you off?
2: I'll, I'll say six because that's obviously at home and okay. that makes a lot more sense. But I will say Five is worth a flyer at nine to one. Ooh, and all okay. you have to do is steal Ooh. one on the road. You have to steal one of these first two games. And if you can hold serve at home, I don't believe in Golden State's kind of toughness we, to be down three one, even at home. There he like, is. Five Doug five Kazarian. Months. We're going to cut him off. This is the nightcap on V Send, the Sports Betting Network.
1: It is the nightcap here on v alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. NBA Finals, Game 1 tomorrow night. Latest line, Warriors 3.5-point favorites. Total of 212.5. We got Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the books. I want to get you the updated series price here in just a moment. The match came to a close. We didn't update the people. Aaron Rodgers sinking a long putt to get the win. For Team Grizzled Vet.
3: Well, did he have a bob? Bob? Was his hair in a bob? Is that what that thing was called? Bun. Bun.
1: Bun. Yeah, <laughs> he had the man bun in the back there. Uh, so if you laid the price, congrats, which I,
3: Brady and Rogers.
1: I would have not have recommended, but uh, they, they, they were up two strokes and then they lost the lead and ultimately the old vets uh, get it done. Aaron Rodgers. They don't get it. any
3: credit for that. Like Allen's bad at golf. Like he's a hacker. Like come on. I don't
1: think Brady's very good at yeah, golf. Yeah, he's a hacker.
3: If, if Brady's an 8 handicap, then I'm a scratch. Like come on. You got come on NFL. <laughs> come on, whoever put this on, can we see if the guys can actually play first? I mean, Jesus.
1: Um so tonight, uh real quickly, uh it is the night you have to decide whether you're staying in or returning uh for college basketball, and I just want to mention a name uh that is coming back, Drew Timmy is, uh, is coming back for another year. Uh, after- How? <laughs> COVID, man. What is he,
3: 33? Come on, man.
4: <laughs>
3: Drew Timmy was at Gonzaga before Mark Few. <laughs> he recruited Mark Few. He was like, yeah, I want him to be the coach. Here. Come on, man. Drew Timmy <laughs> got to be 30-something years old, man. Go play in Europe or something.
1: Well, Drew Timmy is coming back for another season uh, he he's actually only gonna be a true senior, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> so Drew Timmy is coming back to the to Gonzaga. Uh, See, they
3: did to him what Tulane did to me; they erased his existence for a couple <laughs> of <those> years. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but uh, Gonzaga will be uh, another another solid team coming. Uh, just yeah, I wanted to pass that across. A couple other big names. Uh, a lot, I mean, obviously, a lot of the big names have have decided to. Return big Allegedly. Big one for me. Good Marcus boy. Sasser for Houston.
3: H Town stand
1: up. Coming back, baby. Uh told you on the show, got him at twenty two to one to win the title. So, so now preseason could see Houston preseason top. They could be preseason
3: number one. There will be some players. Did they out lose there. anything from last year? I know they had I think two guys in their starting final that were seniors, but they did get Sasser back who was out due to injury, correct? Yeah. So, um, I get it. I just, I don't know. We'll see.
1: You just want to hate on whatever I do.
3: No, I mean, you, you have them at what, 22 to 1? 22 to 1. I mean, that's great. I'm sure by the time the season starts, they'll be oh, a, 20, 11. 22 to 1 is, yeah. has been gone for a long, long cool. time. Cool. So, I mean, that's a good get by you. We'll see. doesn't mean anything yet, but I mean, March of next year is the whole you know, 10, so you, 10 months away. You have
1: no patience.
3: I don't. I'll lose the ticket. Like, when I get those kind of tickets, I'll give them to Aaron.
1: I made a bet last April on Villanova at 25-1. to 1.
3: Yeah, You guys hit me up on Twitter, at King. If you have issues with maintaining, like, those kind of tickets. Like, that's why I don't play a lot of futures, because I'll lose a ticket. I forget I have it. I had one future ticket on uh, Malik Willis. It was just a you know, nice little secret ticket. Compartment in my book bag. I didn't remember it was there. I was actually looking for something else. I had one. I left in my wallet. You can make all the futures- ink had, had been wiped off. it. I don't even know what it was. You can make these futures bets on an app. Yeah, that's. I didn't have an app at the time, but I need to do it on an app. I have a. Yeah, I definitely. I think. have
1: a cigar box in my office yeah. that yeah, I wish put, I get my cigar. That I put. Uh, okay. Eh, we'll see. I, I went to Seven Eleven today. They were out of black amounts, so I, I just. I will get the the black. And I'm gonna email
3: Miss Murray. <laughs> Tell exactly what I want. Have have her go get them for you. Just put them in a little right there next to your little pimento and uh, pimento and cheese sandwich, and uh, you can bring it on in.
1: By the way, I, I love how Sean drops this. Like, I, I live at high and mighty when he's talking <laughs> about his kids eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with what apricot preserve <laughs> earlier in the show <laughs> i remember the first time
3: i saw it, i was like baby what in the world is this you know pimento cheese. i've never I, had a pimento cheese sandwich in my life hey i actually got a piece of paper and a pen i was like draw what an apricot looks like <laughs> the king household
1: hey what's up what's on the uh what's on the docket for dinner are we gonna have uh Escargot with dinner tonight?
3: <laughs> escargot, come on, man! Black people don't eat that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
3: rich people, rich people do. Yeah, not, not not rich black people don't eat escargot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the pirates have met on the corners now in the uh, top of the ninth inning, five to two. Get them! I- I'm gonna get. I'm going This gonna, was surprising. I'm gonna cal- I'm gonna calculate out what the rollover would be. Huge. Would have been. I think it was if you had started with a hundred bucks and you rolled it over. Now I'm just doing this. I'm not saying you know. Don't give me the the blowback.
3: Well, you know, nobody would do that.
1: I, I understand. It's for, we talked for three hours. Okay. Um, I think you a hundred bucks. If you had played the circa closing line on the Pirates, I believe you would have gotten four thousand nine hundred and ninety five dollars off a hundred. Off a hundred buck investment. Good day. It's 6-2 now, Pirates. There we go, Dodgers. Yeah, got him right where we want. And
3: I couldn't decide if I wanted Dodgers to make the comeback or the Rays. At Doesn't least, look like it's going to happen. At least your Rays have yeah, got at an opportunity there. there. Like, Goodness hopefully crazy. we can get this guy out and get to uh, the 10th inning, but we'll see. And the Rays. I don't know what's going on with our bats. I know Wander Franco was put on the I.L., but, man, we haven't been able to hit the baseball.
1: I want to say this real quickly, though. I know everybody. You know all, all of these. You know people are all upset about NIL. You know oh, it's ruining sports. I think it's the opposite. I think the NIL is massive for college basketball. Every, what what's been the complaint for years about college basketball? We don't know the players anymore. It's the one and done. You still don't. Oscar Tshiebwe, National Player of the Year, back at Kentucky. Drew Timmy, one of the most notable players two years ago. No, yeah, we're not talking back about for a senior year. It. Come on.
3: He's a senior citizen.
1: For a top five team in the country.
3: And we're not talking about kids from Gonzaga. Now, the Teixeira thing is surprising to me. I mean, he must have got a super low grade regarding the lottery.
1: Yeah, he he wasn't going to be drafted.
3: Yeah, well, okay, he came back. That makes sense. Yeah. I couldn't tell anybody else on Kentucky's team next year. They're all new. Their whole team is back. Yeah, just like Duke. No, Kentucky's bringing back a bunch of dudes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, I I think
3: think NIL. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. Maybe they got some transfers.
1: I think NIL is actually a good thing for college basketball, um, and I, I think you know. Look, Oscar Tshiebwe, no way he comes back. Uh, you look at um, Drew Timmy, no way he comes back. You go get go get paid. Jacob Top, uh, Toppin is coming back uh, for for Kentucky. I, Kentucky's going to be an interesting team. Houston, obviously. You think all those
3: guys got NIL deals? Yes, absolutely. At Kentucky, of some, of some. Uh huh.
1: Absolutely. And that's not breaking any rules.
3: I just look at this happened to be a group in Kentucky where none of them really had high NBA ratings pertaining to this particular draft. I wonder what happens if this is like one of those Kentucky groups that and actually – And they go pro. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not – So then a, it's
3: not an NIL thing.
1: No, I think it is because there's no way the reigning national player of the year would come back. He would go pro. He would yeah, you know, try to he make it in G League. Yeah, could have
3: gone pro.
1: But what I'm saying, Sean, if NIL didn't exist, if this uh-huh. were five years ago, he would have left. Anyways. Drew, Drew Timmy would have left. Drew Anyways. Timmy, Drew Timmy. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. So
3: where's Drew Timmy going to play? The Las play? Vegas Summer League? No, you go to Europe. Oh, yeah. You know how
1: much money you can make in Europe?
3: I think they got age limit. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I don't know why you're so grumpy today. Grumpy? Yeah, why well, you be grumpy? I know your Lightning got their ass kicked, but I mean, I, I make an <laughs>
3: understatement of the year. I
1: make a good point, and you're like, well, I don't know.
3: You want grumpy, me to be grumpy? grumpy, grumpy Let grumpy. the Rays not win. I'm going to really be grumpy.
1: All right, well, do you want the updated series price on your Lightning? Yeah. Plus
3: 105. To the Lightning? Yeah. Jump on it. Okay. We need Braden Point in this series. We really do.
1: You didn't say that yesterday? We, we
3: skated slow today. I mean, we look like a nursing home team. Like, we had went and got a whole bunch of Lightning guys from the 2004 Stanley Cup team, and they put on the 2022 guys' uniforms. I mean, we look slow on the ice. So, hopefully, that was rust. Not as confident as I was pre You seem a little shaken. I was. Oh. Hey, we look slow.
1: A little wobbly, like a, like a heavyweight fighter getting uh, stunned to the nose there. But all you get, you're on the road. All you got to do is win one. Oh, you're They've right. won 18 straight games. The Lightning have after after a loss. Yeah. We won't break that streak. We'll win game two.
3: Have they put that line up yet?
1: Yep. Uh, Lightning a favorite. Minus 120. Nice. So what would you rather do, Sean? Would you rather play the long game with the Lightning at plus 105 for the series, or would you rather play the immediate minus 120 for game
3: two? Game two, I'll play Lightning plus 105 for the series. Mm -hmm. I'll play Lightning money line. I'll play lightning puck line, and I'll play lightning alternate puck line. So I have four bets on the lightning. I'm all in on the lightning. I'm just acting like I'm concerned. I'm not. He's concerned. No, I'm not. Too slow. They
1: look like Drew Timmy on skates.
3: They should make us an underdog,
1: actually. <laughs> it's the nightcap here on Visa.
2: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
1: Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes head to draftkings.com slash Verizon now to join the action Verizon America's most reliable 5g network terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details (laughs) 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 all hail the Pittsburgh Pirates eight to two man (laughs) <laughs> All we need, Dodgers, a little little six-run ninth. No
3: big deal. <laughs> I thought you saw it. I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. <laughs> oh, man. Raves are up 3-2, top of the 10th. Hopefully, we can get another run in. It's hard to keep that guy from scoring when he starts the second.
1: Oh, my goodness. What a, what a disaster. Yeah. Dodgers are going to get swept by,
3: by the Pirates, Pirates. at home, too. I could see if it was cold. They were in Pittsburgh. You know, like, man, we can't wait to get back to the sunshine. I mean, the beach is calling out. They are at home. Dodgers <laughs> Stadium. Oh, man. Oh, that's so great.
1: Um, I, I just want to wrap up one thing. I just wanna I know these mean names mean nothing to you, but I, I think the NI I think NIL is just so great for college basketball. Get these guys paid. Get them more notoriety. Don't have them go to the G League or go to Europe and and get lost in the shuffle. Maybe raise their stock a little bit. Mm -hmm. UNC's bringing back essentially everybody. Right? Armando Baycott, Leaky Black, Caleb Love, RJ Davis.
3: All guys that wouldn't have got drafted.
1: I understand that, Sean, but you're.
3: The NIL didn't didn't bring any of the Duke guys back. That's the only thing I'm concerned with. Because all our guys are going to be lottery picks.
1: Well, Trevor Keels won't be a lottery pick, but he left. Yeah, he should
3: have stayed. But he didn't. He could have been the man. Could have got that. They should have got that NIL package. I've walking around campus playing that music. It's the man right there.
1: Oscar sheway coming back. the I mean, he's national going to sit the at year. the end
3: of somebody's bench. Be an early second, late late first. After everybody stops watching, <laughs> you don't even know where he went. We gonna be down there. You know, they had that one dude. Like he's in the last chair. Like he's talking to the security guard. Like he can't even hear the coach during the timeouts. Like right, that's what Trevor's gonna be
1: if he gets that. Uh, if he gets that first round selection, that's a guaranteed contract. Yeah,
3: he should come back.
1: Well, he is not. But once again, Drew Timmy is oh, returning God. Drew for Gonzaga. Tweet, tweeting, I'm back. I, I'm not sure if that is Drew Timmy's account
3: or not. Oh none. yeah, it doesn't say verified, <laughs> but it has sixteen thousand followers. Yeah, too. so maybe it is
1: him. Yeah. Uh But yes, Drew Timmy coming back. So. I just think it's a good day for college basketball. If you're a college basketball fan like I am, Who cares? The familiar faces.
3: And wow. Zaga doesn't win anything. They just kind of—they're just kind of a good program. It likes to get invited to the big dance, but they never perform. Like they're never like the closing act. Hmm. Like they always find who's a,
1: been to a national championship
3: game more recently. I know, Duke but they haven't won any of them yet. And they always come in with this group of 30-year-olds, and everybody else has like 17-year-olds, and they still don't win it. So I mean, hey. who will have
1: a higher draft pick this year—a Gonzaga player or a Duke player?
3: Well, we don't know. We'll find out. Paolo and Chet. It probably depends on who has the picks. Paolo pro- know, probably Chet now because Paolo said he won't. He won't go to Oklahoma City. Hey, how about that? Though, hey, shout out to Banchero. If you don't want to go to a place, they can't even say anything. Like they asked Paolo Banchero about OKC. He said he's always hated the team, but he gave like an answer that you couldn't even be mad at. He's like, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I grew up a Supersonics fan. So when they took the Supersonics away from Seattle, which is my team, I always resented that. And so then I hated OKC. Oh, that's so much game.
1: He also knew he wasn't going to number two to Oklahoma City. Oh. That that is Chet written all over it.
3: But Oklahoma City? Yeah. Yeah, what I mean... I'll see, man. The Adam, I, I, the Adam Morrisons and, you know, what's the kid that was drafted by the Trailblazers in the lottery who I actually thought he was going to be pretty good? Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Like, those big guys from from Gonzaga hadn't really paid. To be honest, none of the Gonzaga guys have really turned into, like, you know, elite NBA players. Now, I don't, I don't, I'm the kind of person, I don't hold what's happened in the what past from a university against anybody coming now. but What
1: does that matter? I don't care about that.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, as good as they've been in college, it's 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 ironic that none of those, that they hadn't produced at least a Jordan Poole. Or, or you, you know, I'm not saying that they will ever have a number one pick, you know, but you would think the way they played, Suggs, for instance, in Orlando, would would, would be doing what Jordan Poole is doing. You know, I'm talking about on that level.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I think, I think it's a matter of time, in my opinion, before Suggs gets it going.
3: I hope so cuz like I'm a magic Suggs. fan.
1: We need him. I like Suggs a lot. So, uh that that was the news <clears> of the uh, of the hour uh that, uh once again Drew Timmy coming back uh and uh, and the Dodgers are getting smacked by the Pirates.
3: I'm back.
1: <laughs> um I want to get to some football on the other side uh just a little bit. We will talk to Puck Daddy, Greg Wachinski. Gregory. Up. Top of the hour.
3: Gregory liked the uh, what did Wachinski like? I got to go find it. It's in my notes. Well, he
1: liked, uh, I know he did, uh, he did like the Canes in the last last round.
3: Yeah, that's what it was. He liked Carolina. I don't think we've talked to him since the finals became uh, solidified.
1: So after two games in each conference final, Sean, Colorado leading 1-0, mm-hmm. Rangers leading 1-0, you're going to go ahead and take the Rangers plus 105 in the adjusted series the price. Bu- the Lightning plus 105. Sorry, my yes. bad. Uh, the Lightning minus uh, now plus 105. The uh, buyback for the Rangers is minus 125. Uh huh. What about Edmonton and Colorado? It's all about goalie. Right now, you can get Edmonton as high as plus 350. I took a little, a little nibble uh, last night on Edmonton at plus 350 to to come back and and win this series would you look at edmonton in a potential comeback opportunity against the colorado avalanche
3: yeah if they if they make the goalie change i just i'm not a, i'm not a mike smith believer i said that from the beginning he has way too many lapses in concentration and that just kills you against a team like colorado it's why in the calgary series he could give up a goal from the other end of the ice cuz he's you know, just too lackadaisical, I guess, for, for for lack of a better word, in my opinion, for me to wager my, my money with. So, I'm looking at it. If they make the goalie change, then I more than likely, you know, would side with Edmonton because I think they played as well as Colorado in a lot of ways, but I don't think they'll be able to overcome Mike Smith.
1: Well, I'm curious, too. Have we heard the latest on Kemper? What is his status coming back? So I think that's a big question mark too. Uh, if if Kemper, who left the game with an injury, if he's out, I think this is kind of a, a tricky situation here for uh, for the Avalanche moving forward. So that's always something to keep keep an eye on. So plus three fifty is the uh, is the best you could see there. <laughs> By the way, uh, our guy Femi, I think this was a a hometown. Uh, Play here, grabbing the Zags to win the title, eighteen to one. <laughs> I mean, it's the best you're ever going to oh, find on Gonzaga. Man. They're always overvalued.
3: Do they have another Chet Holmgren? Because
1: uh... well, maybe this is the. Not year. sure
3: they're, they're going to be as talented as they have been. At least, but maybe
1: that's what. They, maybe they don't need that. Maybe they just need the continuity. They got Rasir Bolton coming back.
3: They'll yeah. be
1: preseason top five.
3: Rangers tied it at three. What could go wrong here? Now this reliever doesn't know how to throw strikes. Sean
1: has uh has the raise here. Yeah, just
3: straight. Not my normal exotic alternate run line type wagers. This one's just need the to raise to win.
1: By the way, this they're gonna show the uh the Rogers putt. Yeah,
3: that's a good putt. It's a good putt. Man. Yeah, man.
1: He opened it up with a uh, with a birdie too. So he opened with the birdie, closed with the birdie.
3: I'm not a fan of the black on black looking. No? Yeah, just with the black shoes.
1: Uh it's official. The Pirates have swept the Dodgers. 8-4. Eight, 8-4. Four. Eight, four. That'll do it. I could have got plus money on the Pirates. Down, what, they were down 3-2? Yeah. And we got Fred Man on second and third. Good job there, <clears throat> the Dodgers. By the way, um, I just want to bring this up as the match coming to a conclusion. Uh, the old 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 guard bringing it home. Dustin Johnson, and we knew this news yesterday, but reportedly – could be getting excess of 125 million dollars to go play in the uh, in the Saudi tour. Would you have done that?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Sign me up right now. Uh, I know you guys will understand. I'll be back. <laughs> um, Gotta go get 125 of those things, right? Yeah, I mean that's a no brainer.
1: Probably won't be able to play in the PGA tour. But he'll still be able to play in the majors.
3: So more than a dozen PGA Tour players are in this field. Has the PGA Tour publicly made a comment about their stance on moving forward if guys play? I don't think so. And was it Live? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Just call it the Saudi Tour. Okay. I mean, 800 some million. You gotta go get that. Come on, PGA. Don't be crazy.
1: Big balls guy uh, Louis Oosthuizen going. Uh, He's trying
3: to find a win. He can't win on the PGA.
1: Or big balls. Can we just get him? A Louis Oostage and Major, one of these days. One of these days. Can Louis
3: need to play better. get
1: it done? All right. Uh, we'll talk to Greg Wasinski. get some thoughts on uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Top of the hour, but uh, in honor of what we just saw happen here in Las Vegas, we'll have some thoughts on
2: some quarterbacks. <laughs> This is the nightcap on vSIN, the sports betting network.
1: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now, is updated every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check not check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. John, how are your rays doing?
3: Oh, uh, we are in a high-pressure situation. They have the number nine hitter at the plate. Poche, for some reason, wants to fall behind. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new
4: podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, king of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have it off?
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because ain't I need it.
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny
0: usa
1: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
3: In every count instead of throwing strikes uh, he just walked the previous batter to load the bases but there are two outs so Again, the ump is not giving him the corners of his strike zone. I don't know why he's trying to hit them. How about just throw the ball down the middle of the plate? Hope he swings and misses. Maybe he hits it hard at somebody. You know, Jeez.
1: You know, I haven't... Uh, I'm
3: so sick of relievers in baseball.
1: I would say the uh, the collective here on the nightcap. Hasn't been a great night, betting-wise.
3: Well, I don't know yet. It ain't over. Uh, uh, okay. I Might have got a fly out. Woo! that. Okay. see, that's why I say there mine ain't go. over. There we go, post shay for president.
1: <laughs> I mean, you also lost a lot of other bets,
3: too. Uh, this gets me back to uh winning on the day, though, because I got them, they were like plus 500 and something.
1: When did you bet that?
3: When they were two and they were down two zero after the six. Did you let the people know? Well, I said I was trying to decide between oh, okay, magically,
1: your, your finger hit that one, huh? Oh, <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, it happens. Brendan Rodgers, I would say, had himself but a, I haven't won yet, so a I decent day. I might have him some money. Brendan Rodgers of the Rockies just hit a walk-off two-run homer in the bottom of the 10th against the Marlins to win 13-12. Uh, Jason just sent, us this sc- sent me this screenshot. In the last 20 years, Brendan Rodgers joins a group of six players who have hit three home runs in a game, including a walk-off. So, uh, a decent night at the park there for uh, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, second baseman, goes yard three times, including a walk-off two-run shot as the Rockies win 13-12 to over the Miami Marlins.
3: So, uh, there were 40 runs scored today in two games in Colorado because the Marlins won 14-1. That's right.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Earlier should today. Should
3: doubleheader because I think uh, the game the day before got uh, because of the weather, there was no one still at the Rocky Stadium when he hit that walk-off. <laughs> I mean, he hit that thing to just bleachers. I mean, there was nobody well, maybe, out there. You
1: know, maybe he can get it back now. That's a good thing. You
3: get it back. They still wore out from the abs game the night before. they like
1: – I mean, think about that. We had 14 goals in Denver, and now we've had how many runs? We had uh, 40 runs yeah. in two games. Not a – A busy night, a busy couple nights in Denver. Speaking of the uh, Colorado Avalanche, we'll talk more about the Avalanche coming up top of the hour. Greg Wyshynski from ESPN will give us his thoughts on the Western Conference Finals, his thoughts on Game 2 tomorrow night, and what happened earlier tonight with the Rangers. Surprising. 6-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, will the Lightning bounce back in Game 2 on Friday night? And is it a spot now, a buy-low opportunity on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Sean believes so. Absolutely. That it is uh, that it is a buy-low opportunity, plus 105 right now, on the series for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they trail one game to nothing uh, against the New York Rangers. Um, so we saw earlier tonight, or today, uh, four of the top quarterbacks in the NFL playing golf,
4: or
3: mm-hmm.
1: I guess playing golf, who was the worst that you saw? Josh Allen? Oh, yeah. And,
3: well, I say this. Josh Allen's the worst player, but Brady's the worst because he's lying. So he's an eight handicap, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rodgers is pretty good, man. And I said this. Rodgers, they were actually using some of his, like, drives last year up in. Um, Tahoe? Uh, no, when they were in. Uh. Uh, Montana, when him and Bryson and Chambeau were playing. Yeah, yeah. They, they were actually using some He's playing a different
3: T tr- box, though. Yeah, but still. Yeah, not, but still matters. I mean, playing a different T box.
1: Bryson Deschambeau is the longest hitter or thought was to be the longest hitter on the, on the tour. That's true. But with those quarterbacks in action, Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Mahomes, Let's let's look into a little. Four pretty uh, good players. Yeah, little, let's take way. a look at uh, some of uh, the the odds that DraftKings has for the most passing yards this season, Sean. So Justin Herbert is the favorite to lead the NFL this season in passing yards.
3: The Chargers, Robert Woods.
1: So last no. year, just for just so, for comparison's sake, last year Tom Brady led the NFL in passing yards. With 5,300.
3: 5,300,
1: okay. Justin Herbert had 5,000. Stafford was third with 4,800. Patrick Mahomes also had 4,800. Derek Carr also with 4,800. Then it was Joe Burrow, 46. Uh, Dak Prescott, 44. Josh Allen, 44. Kirk Cousins, 42. Aaron Rodgers, 41. So that was your top, what, one, two, three, four, top nine. Matt Ryan also had thirty nine hundred. He goes to Indianapolis. So, um, Justin Herbert's the favorite plus five fifty.
3: Off the top of my head, the Chargers they extended Mike Williams, but they didn't make it. Did they make it, They didn't make any other moves at receiver, right?
1: Their receivers are yeah, Mike Williams. Uh, they drafted uh, Josh Palmer last year. The kid out of Tennessee. right, he played this year. Yeah, uh, Jalen Guyton, the uh, okay. speedster. Uh, right. he's still there, and they have Keenan Allen.
3: Okay, yeah, so they didn't do anything. It was the Rams that lost Woods, picked up Allen Robinson. Correct. Okay, all right. Uh. Herbert's going to throw it enough to get there.
1: Got more protection this I year. Just they, don't, went out, they got the kid from Boston College. I just don't know if line. they'll be
3: behind. I'm not a big Zion Johnson fan, you know that. I don't know if they'll be behind as much as they were last year because they added, what, Randy Gregory? To the defense? They did. They added. No. No. Uh,
1: Gregory went to uh, Denver. Denver. They
3: added Khalil Mack, Mm -hmm. J.C. Jackson. Yes. To the defense. Okay. Yeah. So, I just don't know if they're going to be in as many shootouts. I think they'll be better.
1: What about Derek Carr? They could be in some shootouts. He don't have the. I mean, added Devontae. He threw for. Yeah, but he don't have. He threw for 4,800 yards last year, and they added Devontae Adams. So, I
3: don't. I'm not saying that he can't. But he doesn't generally have the demeanor of the guy that leads the league in passing yards. Like, the guy that does that is still slinging the ball around in the fourth quarter when he's in the game. Like, Carr is more of a, all right, we got a 14-point lead. I'm going to check the ball down. I'm going to throw the swing route. You know, that's just his natural personality, you know, would lean to him, like, making those decisions as opposed to Jameis. Jameis is still going to be throwing, you know, the ball down the field. So, I don't know.
1: What about Dak? Lost Amari Cooper. No Michael Gallup for the first handful of weeks, but See, he's but a in interesting one,
3: but I think if they aren't balanced, they can't pass protect well enough from the throw for.
1: Because Dak was leading the league before his injury in 2020, right? He was lighting it up throwing for He was like averaging like 400 yards per game. Right. And you know, they're they're going to be a team that's going to be I guess their defense was slightly improved. Josh Allen?
3: He likes to run too much. He takes pride and pleasure in running the ball, so. <laughs> it might be Mahomes. Because they kind of like, even though they lost Tyreek, they added Valdez, Scantlin, they added... Uh, Skymore. Skymore, they added uh, Smith-Schuster from Pittsburgh. They still have Kelsey... They're still going to throw the ball around. Still have Hardman. Yeah.
1: They don't really have a uh, – I mean, Clyde Edwards, is not really your, your
3: every He's down He's a third back. down back. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw the ball around a little bit just to prove that they can do it without so Tyreek. What
1: about Sky Moore for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Is he going to catch enough balls?
3: I don't know. It's, that's a tough one. It's tough to tell. It's, you know – because they the, don't have to use Sky Moore to be no, successful. I agree. Right.
1: But I think doesn't he step in right
3: away and, and into the slot there for Just the depends. Chiefs? It depends. Like it's such a changing competition from and he's the not, guys look. on the Mac on defense to playing NFL caliber guys, learning the slot, you know, learning all the nuances of being inside like that. Like it's it's a weird little deal. Like you never know, you know, from a rookie standpoint, like how quick they pick up all the nuances.
1: I'm so fascinated to see how the rookies play out this year in uh R- offensive rookie of the year. Yeah because me too. there are there's one draft one quarterback drafted in the first round. Yeah. Wouldn't expect Kenny Pickett to be started. Traylon Burks, you're not a big fan of. He's uh, down in Tennessee. Who's throwing him the ball?
3: Didn't he have to go inside?
1: Drake London, and rookie minicap Christian Watson. Too tired. That's right. So very curious. That's a discussion maybe for another day. Let's get back to hockey. Greg Wyshynski, is it time to bet on the lightning?
0: if you dare.